Hi, you're listening to Putting the D in Dissertation, a podcast about the misadventures of a Kingston grad school. This podcast contains explicit material, so if you're under the age of 18, please ask a parent or guardian for permission to listen. I'm your host, Magic, and this is episode one of Putting the D in Dissertation. So I'm starting this first episode sitting in my bed, taking a break from packing, because I am moving in less than 48 hours to Chicago for grad school. Um, By the time this episode is posted, I will probably already be there, and I may even be, like, starting classes already. But the purpose of this podcast is to kind of document my adventures of being uh, a kinkster, a person of leather, trying to make their way through academia, trying to balance it. Because I first joined the kink community in 2015, uh, very fresh-faced, just out of high school. And I wasn't super active at first because of my undergrad. I basically went over breaks, and I did stuff kind of like in private with partners, but that was about it. I was very busy. I was in a dual degree program, uh, in several extracurriculars. I was a president of a student organization, and I worked full-time all throughout my undergraduate degree. But when I finished, uh, I dove headfirst into the leather community in 2019. Because while I wasn't involved in the kink community, kink found its way into my studies. At first, inadvertently, I wrote a lot about the queer community, and when you get deep enough into the queer history, you find kink, and you specifically find leather. At one point, I actually had an academic conversation with one of my professors about leather daddies. That will probably be forever one of my favorite memories. Um, But I ended up writing my French senior thesis about the leather community in France. And going back and reading it, you can definitely tell it was written by someone who was not a member of the community at the time, because it's based solely off of the archival material I could find access to. I'm still very proud of that paper because it was my first connection to the leather community, and it was my first attempt to learn more about the history of a community I wanted to be a part of. And that paper uh, is what got me into grad school, actually. I translated it into English, and I used that as my writing sample. When I earned my vest September, Friday the 13th, 2019, that paper was actually cited in one of the reasons why I earned my vest. Um, So I always kind of feel the need to brag a little bit about it. Though, joining the leather community, I immediately immersed myself into it. I was involved with leadership in the community. I was helping keep a dungeon running. I would help clean it. I made flyers. I worked on the newsletter for it. Um, I wrote articles for the newsletter. I was attending four or five events a week and had the privilege of being able to set my work schedule around community events. And then the pandemic hit and I was doing virtual classes. I quarantined with a Leatherman and Kink educator for four months in the beginning of it. And I taught my first class as a Kink educator and I helped him manage teaching his own classes with his organization. And I went to so many virtual classes and I met so many other uh, leather folks, have made some wonderful friends and wonderful connections over the course of all the virtual courses. 
And basically throughout the entire pandemic, even though I've had to quarantine uh, very heavily, I became so involved in the kink community that there is almost no vanilla aspect of my life anymore. Which presents a problem, because academia is notorious for examining the taboo within an inch of its life. But once you're involved with the taboo, they don't like you anymore. So creating that boundary and creating a kind of vanilla space to be in again is something I'm going to have to learn to balance. Especially because I'm living on campus this semester and I'm almost certain my roommate's vanilla. I don't like to make assumptions, but she's very naive um, based with the conversations I've had with her. And I can very well imagine there will be a moment I come back uh, to the apartment and I have play-related injuries that I can't necessarily cover. For her comfort, I will try and do my best, but there will be moments where she'll see and she'll find out. And I will have to have that conversation with her. At one point, I did consider having that conversation with her up front before we move in, but I already told her I was queer. Telling her I'm queer is one thing. Telling her on some level I could be considered a sexual deviant is a whole different thing. Having to create a vanilla space isn't my only concern. My other concern is that while Chicago is considered a birthplace of the leather community in the United States, from what I've heard from the folks that I've been in contact with in the Chicago area, if you're not a gay man, there really is no leather community. There's a kink community, there's an amazing rope community, but there's no leather. With the connections that I've been able to find um, after vetting them thoroughly, I feel like I've spoken to like the two queer women that exist in leather in Chicago. That's what it feels like. I know realistically there are probably more, but that's what it feels like. Almost all of the information I find about the leather community in Chicago, it's all gay men. Gay men plastered all over the place. Uh, apparently one of the leather bars will have a women's night once a month. I didn't even find information for that, even pre-COVID. So I'm honestly kind of disappointed. I hope I can make solid connections with the few people I find, but I'm an extrovert. I thrive off of that community. I thrive off of being in touch. I thrive off of, in part of my conversation, the difference between play and a scene. I thrive off of scenes. I thrive off of what some people could consider a spiritual experience. Um, I thrive off of that intimacy that I've experienced in leather versus in the general kink community. There is intimacy overall, but it's different because there's a level of queerness to it. That probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense unless you're queer, and I do apologize. I can't really explain it any other way. But that's another one of my concerns moving in. How much of a queer community am I going to find? How much of a queer kink community am I going to find? Because basically, from the research I've done, there really isn't one. And I'm going to have to make it. And will I have time for that? Because I don't think I will. I will be a full-time graduate student. I will have to get a job of some kind in order to pay my bills. I will hopefully find an assistantship so I can get a tuition waiver and take out not as many loans. So I'm going to have to figure out trying to balance finding a new family in this new city and my education. Because of the kind of person I am, trying to stop myself from becoming a part of kink leadership. Because I know that will affect my studies. But hopefully by the next time y'all hear from me, I'll have 
gone to my first kink event in Chicago, and maybe have a few more answers to my concerns. Thank you for listening to this episode of Putting the D in Dissertation. You can find us on Twitter, at D in Dissertation, on Instagram, at Putting the D in Dissertation, and on Facebook. You can also keep up with Magic by checking out their website, themagicofservice.com, finding them on FetLife as magic underscore of underscore service, and on TikTok as magic of service. 